Yo, it's Busby. Yo. Yow. 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 Oh, like anonymous. Yow. Yeah. Just trying to get rich. I'm about to get rich. Gotta get rich. Yeah. I sound like a grudge. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember how to rap like that. I had like a bar. Like, yo, I truck my neck. I, I truck my, uh, I go dumb like that bitch from the grudge. Trucking my neck like what? <laughs> oh, you stupid as shit. Yeah, I know. That was back in the day when I used to kind of rap. But um, oh, what up, man. Hold up, motherfuckers. This is episode 54. It's 54. 54 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. This is your boy, Mr. Buzz B, out in the Bay, good old San Jose. And out in L.A., my boy, Mr. J.C. Nuts. Once again, what is cracking, everybody? What is cracking, everybody? How was your weekend? It's chill, man. Real, real chill. That's cool. Mine was pretty chill, too. Worked for the majority of it, but I made some money. Went out, of course. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Got a little drunk, but I had fun. You know how that goes. And, and saw a little bit of SummerSlam. I didn't wait till later and shit. Did you watch SummerSlam? We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of shit went down. A lot of we'll shit. Well, a lot of shit went down this week, especially when it comes to racism. And, you know. Yeah. As surpri- not surprising to me, but um, Mr. Ho-Ass Nigga in an Office still chose both sides. And in a nutshell, he is for... The racist motherfuckers. Yep. I mean, it's not surprising. I don't know why people were so angry when he fucking went on, when he did that little speech, that little interview speech, and he chose both, and he pretty much blamed both sides and said the white nationalists are good people and all this other shit. Like, come on, bro. I don't know why people were that surprised. Everyone on my timeline was, like, really, really surprised about it. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, again, if you've been following the situation for the last two and a half years... You're not surprised, especially when the fact when people are like, oh, my God, I don't understand how we got to this point. And it's like, really? Did you not watch his damn presidential campaign rallies? Seriously? Like they were literally on footage like we saw this coming. Yeah. And also, I'm kind of I'm going to re-listen to my post-election um, my post-election podcast, my solo podcast, and I was all like, you know what? I don't think I don't think Donald Trump is racist like that. I think he's just scared. He was just trolling. Nah, nah, he's racist. Yep. <laughs> just a tad. Yep. But it's just funny now because ever since that speech, he's literally like his camp, his little, his whole presidential shit is just going literally down the drain, and it's really amusing to watch how all this shit is going down. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally amusing. It's entertaining because everyone is literally dropping like flies. Literally. Oh, it's very it's very entertaining. And like when you say dropping like flies, I mean, obviously, what was it? Friday, Steve Bannon, um, he, <laughs> he resigned to see according yeah, to the. Go on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Explain who he is real quick. Oh, no, I know who his whole ass is. Fuck a race. Oh, for, the, for, for the people. <laughs> Fuck it. What was he? Was he like the strategist or some shit like that? Staff? Uh, yeah. Um, so he claims he resigned. Trump's administration says that he was fired, which, of course, why? Why wouldn't they? I mean, he's trying to treat everything like the damn apprentice. And so. his fucking in his little business committee with all them CEOs and all that. He, he right. pretty much went on Twitter and said it got disbanded. But then the CEOs released a statement saying, nah, we had a joint phone call and we all pretty much said we out. 
Yep. <laughs> so and you yep. and then people are now calling for his impeachment. Senators are coming out. The GOP is literally slowly backing away from him, and it's just oh, yeah. like it's like the house of cards. The house of cards is literally crumbling around him, and it's just. At first, I remember back in the day when he got elected, I remember I was so stressed out about it, but my mom told me, God is in control. So let's just, God has a plan for this. So I just sat back and I just watched how everything's unfolding and now I understand his plan. This is funny. God has a... The whole time you were upset and I kept laughing, I kept saying, just, it's it's a comedy show. Let's just watch it play out. Oh, man. And that's exactly what's happening. God has a sense of humor. Oh, man. You talk about sense of humor, and not only did Steve Bannon go down, but there are a plethora, plethora, a plethora, plethora of white supremacists and Nazi uh, radicals who, yeah. who, yeah, who went on um, and of course protested, and they are now out of jobs. That's what happens when you when you when you show up with the mask off. Yeah, you know. Just think about this: you requested time off from work to go to this rally. Right. You requested time off. Like, yeah, I'm going to take some time off for this week. Oh, why? Oh, I got some ride I got to go to you. Your face shows up on the Internet and then you show back up to work like nothing even happened. And your boss brings you in the office and is like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah, we got to right. let you go. Exactly. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? One boy got fucking banned from OK Cupid for life, so he can't even get pussy no more. Nope. <laughs> it's like, dude, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, you have a freedom of speech, but there's a reason why it's called freedom of speech. You got, you're free to do what you want, but there's consequences for your actions. Every action has a reaction. Exactly. And every decision has a consequence. Exactly. So I'm not understanding why, you know, they thought they were it was a free for all. Yeah, you can say what you want to say, but just understand there's going to be a consequence and there's mm-hmm. going to be repercussions to be paid as a result. Um, I, I was laughing because they, uh, you know, the think pieces are coming up in, you know, the the just in, all over the place. And mm-hmm. um one of them was that that kid that was uh, you know in the white shirt and he's like fully yelled out and screaming. Yep. And they got his response to it and he's like, "Oh, it was just a bad picture taken at a bad time. I'm not really for that." This sense like, "Motherfucker, you're walking with neo Nazis and white supremacists. What are you What are you saying?" And then and then another dude comes out and he does like a video saying how there's a warrant out for his arrest and he's all he's all on YouTube crying and shit like that. See, that's the story about bullies. Deep down inside, they're cowards just like anybody else. Oh, oh ass yeah. niggas. Yeah, this and is then, beautiful. Uh, oh, it's, it's it's great. It's it's hilarious to see. And then, uh, in where was it in Durham, in Durham, North Carolina, um, they tore down one of the one of the Confederate statues. Um, but you know, they they caught the one of the black women that went and put the rope up. So of course, they caught her easily. Meanwhile, we're still on Twitter trying to hunt all four or five of those dudes down who put a gash in old boy's head um, at the Charlottesville rally. Um, Go figure that one. Well, they're going to find him out eventually. It's just... Yeah, they, they, they've uh, they've gotten... Last time I counted, they got three. Mm. Um, so they're just looking for the last one or two. And then um, Heather Hare's family is really with the shits. Her mom is with the shits. She pretty much said straight up, I don't was like, do you want to talk to Trump? You want to talk to that whole ass nigga? She's like, no, I got nothing to say to that whole ass nigga after he dissed my dissed my own daughter. I got nothing to say. 
Oh yeah, and then, and then her cousin yeah. cousin came out and asked, you know, why did it take the death of a white woman for you guys to finally recognize that we have racial injustices going on in this country? Yeah, man, I mean that's that's all that had to happen. A white girl had to die. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, rest in peace to her. I would not. She she died for the cause, as far as I'm concerned. Her family's invited to every single last cookout. Um, but we gonna we gonna ride her wave to to get this message across. Like, yeah. if you wasn't gonna listen to us before, now you have somebody, you know, who's not black who was actually fighting for our cause, and this is the result because you didn't want to wake up in the first place. You know, just, and we gonna ride that wave. Oh out. yeah, it's just funny just looking online and seeing everyone going like, if you ride with Trump, you, I don't fuck with you no more. He's just a you go for you go for hate. And I'm seeing I see it all over Facebook, all over Twitter, Instagram. I'm just looking at this shit like I said this when he got elected, and um, mm-hmm. y'all were telling me I need to give him a chance and I need to chill out. And now y'all with the shits. Sometimes I hate being ahead of the curve when it comes to my thoughts, but you know. Oh yeah. BDB, but you know, we don't bullshit. Yeah, now I, I'm looking at this situation. I'm like, man, now I know how Aaron Magruder must have felt all those years. You don't know how Aaron Busby feels. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't nobody. You ain't make you and Riley. Shut up. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we ended out. Uh, we ended out the week um, with Boston. Um, mean Street. They to tried Boston. that. Sh- they tried that shit out in Boston, which makes sense if you know of Boston's. Uh, racially insensitive uh, history mm-hmm. um, and to kind of go off a tangent just to show how racially insensitive it was the Boston Red Sox were actually the last team in Major League Baseball to actually integrate um, and that didn't take place until shit, I think either the end of the 60s or the start of the 70s mm. um, that's their history but they tried the shit out in Boston and literally tens of thousands Came out to counter protest and let them know y'all can keep that shit over there. We ain't doing that today. You feel me? <laughs> Stay your asses over. It was like it was hundreds. It was they, at the rally. There was only like hundreds of people that showed up. But when the camera panned away, you saw tens of thousands of anti protests. And that and I think that was a message to all the other ones across the country that were thinking about doing that shit. It was like, yeah, right. we outnumber you. Don't try that shit out here. Don't try that shit in New York. And oh, you exactly. might as well. Don't you ever try that shit out in the Bay. Like, you know what? Yeah. Just go in Oakland and try that shit and see what happens. Well, they uh, they tried to do it out here in L.A. Yeah. Um, but they, they nixed that shit about three or four days before. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went with a couple friends on Friday um, out to... They had an L.A. Um, interfaith rally against white supremacy. Um, it was nothing big in the sense of, you know, marching or anything like that. But it was a very important and a very... Uh, inspiring event to be at it was about an hour long Mm. um and literally it was interfaith you had everybody from all walks of life black white um mexican asian uh christian muslim jewish uh the um lgbt um was there as well and everybody just came together and said you know we all have our differences but the one thing we have in common is we're not going to tolerate white supremacy Period. Like that's just not what that's not what we're going to do. Um, it was great. It was just great to see everybody come together. It didn't like I said, it didn't matter your your ethnic background, your your religion. Everybody came together and they showed love towards each other. Exactly. Um, so that was that was something really I was I was glad I attended that on Friday for sure. That's what's up. And then. Um, but also this past Friday, if you want to do a little subway, yeah. Uh, regardless of all the racial shit. Oh yeah. Side note: there was an eclipse today. 
Oh, uh, I it, it it hit down here, but it didn't hit in my area. It kind of hit over. Out. It kind of hit over here. It kind of got dark over here, kind of. But you know, I think out in like Ohio, no, it was in Ohio. Some other states, they got a good glimpse of it, like the first solar eclipse in like a the quarter century and shit. Yeah, um, you motherfuckers was all around staring at the sky, and I was and like, I, I gotta, I gotta drive to make money. Yeah, so no. I just kept driving. I went home, I, and then as yeah. I got home, I'm like, there's no solar eclipse here. Like, what the hell were y'all looking for? And then the whole ass nigga in the office, the old dumbass, looked up with his yep. glasses on. That shit was hella funny. After they told him not to yep. look up, he they even said the people that were there, he looked up, and <laughs> they told it, and someone in his advisor said, don't look up, and his ass looked up at the sun, like always. Right, whole ass. But anyway, like I said, Friday was a good day because you know you were just Steve Bannon quit. Trump is just losing his damn mind, and and Jay Z decided to drop a new interview. Yeah, the rap radar, the rap with radar Elliot, Elliot Wilson. Wilson and B Dot. Man, I've been back in the past. Everyone that's followed me knew I've I was always going in on Elliot Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I always was for his <laughs> dick riding and shit. But then over time, I got older. I kind of understood what he was doing. And it was like, you know what? Whatever. I got older. And he started right. the whole Rap Radar podcast. I've all, I would always listen to it. And I remember listening. Like, I remember both of them would always kind of joke around or kind of half-heartedly say, like, it would be nice if we got a Jay-Z interview. You know, but they didn't think it was ever going to happen. Well, they got signed to title. And yep. the podcast, I guess Title has their own section for just podcasting and shit, which is dope, man. We got to get our shit over the title. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like somehow, <laughs> some way, Hove has to cut us a check and we got to go over the title with the Illogical Sense podcast. There's hella shit on there. I might actually keep my title subscription just off that. But yeah. anyway, I was scrolling and Jay-Z decided to give like a two-parter interview. <laughs> like a, yeah, part uh, one dropped on Friday. Yeah, part one dropped on Friday at four forty four, of course, East Coast time. And him and Elliot Wilson and B Dot, they had themselves a nice little conversation, and he pretty much said a whole lot of shit, some real yeah. shit, some real OG nigga shit. Yeah, he was um, one thing that obviously trying to go in order of the interview um, from uh, in terms of what caught my ear. Uh, the first thing that definitely caught my ear was him talking about how he condensed this album because it was so layered with content. Yeah. Um, and the fact I actually went back and I was like, yeah, that's right. There was only 10 tracks. Like, that's actually a very low number for a Jay-Z album when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made sense. It's There was just so much to dissect that he just didn't want to go into overkill. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely caught my ear. Um, the second point was um, he was more hands-on in terms of the production not necessarily him actually producing but he was very very in tune with uh with no id in in the sound of the overall album i think he had mentioned that the first two tracks they did for this album were kill jay-z and then um the story of oj mm-hmm. and once he got once he got those two down he knew what the sound was going to be and how to finish out the rest oh yeah um, it was pretty yeah it was it yeah, because if you look on the credits, it really, it's Jay-Z and No Idea literally all over the album. Like, Jay-Z really yeah. did help with production on it. You know, right. Really hands-on with it. Yeah. Um, next point was, I found very intriguing for an artist who has been out for three decades now. Um, he's still learning how fans consume entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he goes off and, and discusses that how people were down talking the situation of well he only sold a million because he partnered with a with a big company that could do that and his whole thing was 
yeah, we did it. But the very next week, by their standards, we still went number one. So what are you telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I don't care about that. The music still reached the people like it was supposed to. So what are you trying like, to I'm tell not, me? I don't really care about sales and shit like that. Like, right. And another one I really liked when he was talking about the whole money phone shit. He was just saying, yeah. like, dude, I'm not, I'm not dissing you guys. Like, that's shit I used to do back in the day. But that's not how we show money. Real mo- money is me sitting courtside with my boys at the Warrior game. That's money yeah. to me. Or just oh, yeah. doing big baller shit, no pun intended, which we'll get into. But that's real money to me. And he, and he even said other shit about how rappers nowadays are just too damn sensitive now. Yeah, especially in discussing the, uh, the wordplay line that uh, could be correlated back to Future mm-hmm. um, and uh, Kill Jay-Z. Um, Apparently, Future had some issue with it, and he's been going on talking about it. And he's like, I don't have an issue with Future. And he goes, maybe that's just something I still got to work on as an artist is just being mindful of what I say. But I was literally doing wordplay because it affected it possibly could affect my life. Yeah, it was about it was a kill. He said he was just talking about kill Jay-Z and kill Jay-Z is about killing my ego. So right. I'm literally talking. Sean Carter is talking, which I figured out. I mean, if you have a brain, Sean Carter yeah. is talking to Jay-Z and pretty much saying, yo die you gotta yep. kill this shit yeah you know um speaking of your he, boy yeah of course we we got it it's gotta be said man yeah as soon as i heard went it i was like said, oh, i gotta send this to jc yeah went out and said that he supported uh the the big baller brand and he bought three pairs of, of zo twos just to support the movement and again like i emphasized when i brought it up um some episodes ago i really don't understand what the issue is when we as black and brown people want to go into business for ourselves and then everybody wants to look at it like you're doing it wrong like what do you mean we're doing it wrong we want to go into business for ourselves we don't want to make pennies off of a dollar for somebody else we want the whole damn dollar Mm -hmm. and he basically said you know he reiterated that and then went further by saying you know you got to remember nike started out and had shitty shoes to start out with yep or you know they when when jordan decided he wanted to do the jordan brand away from nike he's like i guarantee people were telling him the same shit too but look what happens you got to have trust and faith in yourself exactly you know it's a matter of you know the we always talk about we always want to come up but then we put plans together we're so quick to discredit them instead of supporting and and giving praises and uplifting those uh, the the mindset and then the plan itself. Um, so from a Lakers fan standpoint, that was great to hear. But then also just from the standpoint of um, a young man of color who you know wants to eventually get into that realm of you know starting businesses and supports those those uh those plans and movements that was great to hear oh yeah and another thing that really stuck out to me was i put it it was a soundbite but he said some real shit about keeping it just saying the truth and he said like he was just saying like you just gotta say the truth man that's all i do is tell the truth and if you can't handle it then that's on you you know i gotta keep moving forward i gotta keep doing what you gotta do if you can handle it or not it is what it is but this is just who i am i just told the truth that just really personified who the hell i am like you know and he just kept pushing and he also said like you just need to keep doing things with good intentions and let the universe like work it out yeah yeah, he was, he was dropping gems throughout the whole shit. Another one, no, I, I fully agree. Another with that. one that was hella funny is when he said he wished he could redo the whole title announcement press yeah, conference. Yeah, and, and Elliot Wilson was like, "What do you mean? What would you change?" He goes, "Man, it's just it was it was just like we were just some whiny ass 
artists that were just crying about not getting paid and he goes it just it, it just didn't look right when i look back on it it really did it was stupid <laughs> and all the artists up there signing that little shit said, we need to get paid more and that's exactly what everyone was complaining about and he took offense to it till he really had to check his ego and really think about right. it and he was like yeah that was kind of stupid yeah <laughs> you know and if he would have did it a whole other way i probably would have gotten title another way but exactly yeah and what else did he tell he said he talked about he sees a therapist that was pretty yeah, that was um, initially when he said it. I, I I think the vast majority when when he did state that was thinking, okay, he saw the therapist after the the Beyonce the elevator, yeah, and just that whole situation. And he's like, nah, this shit went back after the the unsituation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I thought I was really in, in in Get Out. You know, she was serving me tea. You know, yeah, she was ringing bells. He and said shit. that. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, and, man, uh, I was in a trance or something. I was, yeah, get out. I was like, like, I was just, I just felt mad uncomfortable at that time. He's, um, but he said over time he's appreciated it because he was able to dive in and deal with some situations from his past, um, both personally and just some situations that, you know, just have held clout over the, uh, the family as a whole. And he's able to discuss and talk about it, um, which led him to then, you know, think about himself and from a religious standpoint. And, you know, how he's, he was saying, you know, I don't want to identify myself as as Christian, you know, because I do study other things, you know, but I'm just a very spiritual person. You know, I do believe in God. Um, I believe there's an overall plan. Um, that was very insightful. to, to Yeah. Him talk and he's, about. Al- he's always said that he, he, do, he does believe there is one true being yeah. out there. He, do, he, do, he doesn't he does identify himself as Catholic or Baptist or anything. He just believes there is one true God, one true higher power out there right which right. makes sense because you know everybody like that and, yeah, and then we get into the meat of oh not yeah he the, said that was that was the last thing he did say about, about the whole elevator incident when he goes out and oh, yeah. said like because he, he walked past it and he's like what do you say about three great art, art albums that came out of that elevator i think great artists went into that elevator yep and he said when yeah. he when he and when he walked past the 444 building even when they were still recording the album he was like of course Fuck yeah. that place. <laughs> yep. Said that. Then he also made very clear, you know, him and Solange, that's pretty much their, been their only, you know, hellfire situation. And he even went as far as to say, you know, that's, I don't look at her just as my sister-in-law. That's, you know, my, that's my sister, sister. period. That's right. my sister. So that was cool. But we might as well just dive in to the throne burning. It's still burning, yeah. you know. And it's this is this is the the heavy topic that everybody took away from. Yeah, besides uh, all the little gems interview. that Hove talked about in that interview, this is the one yeah, main thing course. everyone yeah, talked about. Yeah, of course. You know what? Just a little sidetrack before you, you ever notice that people will always say, "I hate drama," but when you talk to them. They only bring up situations of drama. Exactly. You know. You know what I've learned? It's not necessarily that people hate drama. They just hate drama in their personal lives. Exactly. As long as they can, they can view from outside. They lo- everybody loves drama. Mm-hmm. And this is no different. Um, the situation with Kanye, and he was very open with it, and he stated the real reason why they haven't squashed this is because Kanye brought the families into the situation. And not only did he bring the families into the situation, but he did it while he was on stage. Yeah, and he knew that was going to happen. Like, come on. And he even said it. Like, he knew he fucked up. He knew right. he fucked up. I, he knows that I know he knows he knows he fucked up. And, you yeah. know, we're going to have that conversation eventually. We're going to. Eventually. And he knows it's not down the line. He doesn't have no intent. And he knows Kanye's in another headspace. But he knows further down the line, we're going to talk. Right. 
Like if you ever have issues uh, with somebody, like that's that's it's going to happen eventually. Exactly. So I mean, it's it's a matter of time before that gets cleared up. But at least there was um, at least there was some content to go into that. And everyone was saying um, like, oh, this is his beef. This is just uh, this is his beef between him and no between Kanye. His beef with Kanye. And I'm like, he doesn't have beef. This is just a dispute between Big Brother and Little Brother. Right. It's, a, it's like a family issue. It's like, no, we, we're going to talk. Like, he's done this before, and we've had we've had issues before. We've talked, like, we, we, we went past hella other issues before, and he's wrong a majority of the time. <laughs> but we, yeah. I, we talk each other out, and we move on. Exactly. So, hey, man, that, that's how I'm looking at it. They'll, they'll be cool again eventually. I don't know when. Yeah, it, it'll take some time, but yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, but speaking of Kanye... Um, there's rumors going around uh, that he and Kid Cudi are possibly recording a collaboration album that's supposed to drop when we least expect it. Well, hey, guys, shit ain't coming. They all, I don't we'll see. Um, so, backstory for it: um, some photos emerged over the the week or the weekend. Um, the two were in Japan with artist uh, Takashi Murakami, who uh, created the artwork for Graduation mm-hmm. ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rumors are now swirling that they're recording, um, and you know they're gonna drop this when we least expect it. Um, only time will tell. I mean, I, it's it's far it's far fetched, but I'm not. I've seen stranger. Things yeah, occur. but when it comes to Kanye, I don't believe anything that says, "Oh, he's working on an album. He's working on an album." I don't believe anything they say. He, I mean, he said he was supposed to drop was a Turbo Graphics or whatever the fuck. After yeah. Life of Pablo. I, I knew that shit wasn't happening. I knew that shit wasn't happening. I don't know why everyone believed that and they made stories behind it. I mean, it is what it is. I don't believe anything. If anything, they'll come, they'll probably, and then there was that album with him and Drake. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, yeah. And then now it's, and then Watch the Throne 2. I knew that wasn't going to happen. It's just like a whole bunch of, yeah, yeah, no. You're just trying, you're just trying to battle out some demons within yourself right now. Right. So, whatever. You'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, so I'm not holding my breath about this. So yeah, like I said, I I'm not. It's not some like okay. Now we're gonna put this on the the waiting list. But you know, it's just something to keep be mindful of. We'll see how it plays out yeah. down the line. And speaking of his wife, you know, I have no <sighs> rights with Kim K. She. I do. I know you do. With, I with do what now. she said, what she said, it was really stupid of it. She had to take that L. And. Well, let's just let's just dive into it. Pretty much, what happened was that Kim K was working with a dude named Jeffrey Star, and he and I guess he has a makeup a makeup collection, and she was working with him on her social media and all that. Now Jeffrey Star is this dude. It's like a, a social media dude or whatever, and he's gay. And makeup artist, makeup gay, artist, drag queen, gay, whatever the um, fuck he is. Apparently, he's an artist, uh, recording artist. He got a song with Nicki Minaj. They put out in like what? Yeah, he has an album that came out. Wow. Some shit. So, so yeah. And she and I didn't know much about him either until I did some research or a friend told me about it. And pretty much, he, like, back in the day on social media, he was just one racist-ass motherfucker. He'll say a lot of racist shit to a lot of black folks, call them roaches. And he was just all around just an asshole just right. to everybody. So when Kim K, like, revealed that she was working with him... Of course, there was an uproar. People went in her comments or saying oh, in her mentions and saying, like, how could you work with this racist motherfucker? Like, you know his history and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, Kim 
she was oblivious to the shit. She didn't really know what was going on, of course. So she goes on her she goes on her social media, Snapchat and Instagram, and just told people to back up off it. Like, oh, you guys are so just ignorant. That was him in the past. You need you guys need to get over it. And blah blah. It was years ago. He's a changed person. Da 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 da. da. So of course she knew that shit blew up in her fucking face. <laughs> it blew yep. up in her face and rightfully I, so he rightfully so because she was honestly she was just ignorant when it came to it so then literally early the next morning she goes on her ig i think it's her ig or snap both and she admits that she fucked up pretty much uh, you say it was a bs apology that's what it says on the notes but i it's like i I, it was, I could tell she literally just woke up and was just on her phone and just said it and she just she admitted she fucked up and she was ignorant towards it, so. And all, to me, it was a to me it was a bullshit apology. But to to play devil's advocate, Kim has always always has spoke up for like 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 civil rights and shit like that, especially with the whole Black Lives Matter shit. And yeah, she's whole, she's spoken up, but she to me she's speaking up is just half the battle. What are you doing? That too physically. That too. She's not. She. I mean, she's she's spoken up when it's to me. After evaluating the situation, because again, I've I've been I've made it personally clear when she drug uh, Taylor Swift and had the receipts of the uh, with the videos, mm-hmm. I wrote for Kim K. Mm-hmm. But in this situation and looking back on it, she seems to only bring it up when it's the hot topic. When it's not the hot topic, she's not talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And so to me, you're you're taking advantage of the what you consider a wave, and it's not a wave. This is a actual movement. Like people are dying as yeah. a result of this. Yeah, I admit and that. And regardless of whether you know and are friendly with that person, he's speaking the same words that just killed a white woman and injured 19 others. The same exact words. And you're telling a people who are who take offense to that to lighten up. Yeah. No, and damn good. Well, you're married to a black man and you have two uh, multiracial children who have black descent in their blood. She had the no. Nah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I can't. I, I cannot ride for that. I can't I, I do can't. that, yeah. and I won't do it. Yeah, I get you. I completely understand. She had to take that L. She just had. I mean, to, so, she had to take that I, L. I mean, for me, it's it's more. It's I understand you have a uh, a business relationship with this person, but at the very least, you should have just kept your mouth shut. That too, if, especially if you knew nothing about it, you should have just kept it. Right. And it was ignorant and it's towards hard, it. It's hard to. Be in a situation where you don't know anything about it when that's the reason why they're in your mentions complaining in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you stop looking at the just seeing your mentions blow up, which obviously is easier for me to say because, you know, I'm not getting tweeted at 24-7. Yeah. But why don't you stop looking at the dings and actually read what people are saying? So that way you can become... You, or, do your res- so much, or do your research on this. That's nigga. exactly what I'm saying. Like, there's only you can only use that I was naive argument for for so long and in certain situations this isn't about being naive this is a racial he made racist comments this isn't naive it Mm -hmm. wasn't like he said something that could be interpreted a different way he said nigger plenty of shit called black folks roaches and all types of shit like you know what i'm saying like come on man like this come on like come on and your husband and kim's husband actually beat a nigga's ass when some dude like years ago he beat some nigga's ass because he called kim a nigger lover Right. So, and she that was her first time ever experiencing racism like that. Right. So, I mean, you're you you got it. it. It can't be the situation where you just speak on it and you go about a, your business. Either you're in tune with this or you're not. 
you know, and honestly, it's kind of obvious she's not really in tune with it. So right, it so was, in, and it was probably just a lesson learned for her, maybe. So, so in my situation, um, uh, I don't feel like she's the worst person on earth. Yeah, apparently compared to what's going on. But until she wises up and she starts, you know, doing more than just making social media statements, I should I I'm not paying attention, and I to, to the, and I really wasn't paying attention to begin with. Same here. I so follow I mean, her because you know it's Kim Kardashian. It's like it's, when you sign on to Instagram, like there's certain celebrities that you have to automatically follow, and she's it's like she's like one of them. Like automatically, you know, as soon as you sign on, it's like it's an automatic follow. That's yeah. pretty much what that's how that's how big Kim K is. So it's like right. I used to have gripes with her, you know, but I didn't really know her past, and I respected her hustle, especially with her family. It just is what it is, and, she, and, and for my intake, you know, it just she fucked up, and she has to take that L. So gotta take it, gotta um, hold it, lick it, hold it. Speaking of the Kardashian clan, um, so that remember how we were talking earlier about the the dude at the rally who's yelling and shouting with the tiki torch, and they got the picture of him. Yeah. Yeah, somebody photoshopped uh, Kendall Jenner and they had her with the Pepsi can. <laughs> shit didn't work. <laughs> it oh, apparently didn't work. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, if you go, um, if you go some... but to dive off into into new entertainment news, well, all that um, shit. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Um, we lost a legend. Yeah. Um, this weekend, uh, rest in peace to Dick Gregory. The original Stay Rope. He was with Muhammad. It's original. Um, I. Learned about Dick Gregory about six or seven years ago. I think I told you about this documentary um, they showed on either Showtime or Stars, um, where it was uh, Why We Laugh, the story about black comedians. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, and he had his own section on that. So that's actually how I got put up on game. And when I saw a lot of comedians that I watch herald this man and say, This is who I would study. Uh, I went and did some research, and the brother was a bad brother. Oh yeah, you should. Um, do you ever watch his like or like his latest interviews before he died? Yeah. But, oh oh yeah. Dude, definitely. Yeah, he he gets a little offensive on certain things, which is kind of funny. Like they're asking like, yeah, with Martin Luther King, and they set him up. Well, they actually set him up. So did you hear what I just told you? They set him up. <laughs> Wait, and he was really being dead serious about it. Like, why are you asking these stupid questions? Yeah, yeah, see, see, to me, that shit was funny because it wasn't funny that he said it. It was just, why are you asking this 80-something-year-old man some, to repeat himself? He knows what the hell he's talking about. He would, he would get so irritated when people would ask, like actually re-ask him the questions in another variation. And he's like, did you hear what I just said? Right. He would just get so irritated and pissed at him. Like, Yeah, he, he just, he has that, uh, he had that, that grandpa aura. Mm-hmm. Like, I just told you what the hell I said. Why are you asking me again? Pretty much. Um, but, you know, it, again, he's a strong civil rights activist. He was with um, Martin Luther King. He was Muhammad uh, Ali. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's who name. And he was also um, a strong uh, activist for um, for feminism mm-hmm. and women's rights. Um, and obviously, uh, as we stated, you know, he has his comedic background and a very, very heralded comedic background. Um, I went back and I, I listened to a few albums and... Man, you, you could just tell where guys like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle caught inspiration. I mean, of course, the big names like Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney all come to mind. But at its core, it was Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when I found the, the news out, 
in this situation, you know, he's he's an older gentleman. So, I mean, it's not that shocking. But at the same time, it's like, wow, Dick Gregory actually passed away. That's, wow. Yeah, man. So, yeah, shout out, like, you know, rest in peace. God bless the rest dad of Dick yeah, Gregory. Stay woke. And you, stay woke. And, and uh, prayers news. up and condolences to the family. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you go to and, music. And news that excites me. Yep. Very much excites me. So, for those who don't know, I I'll, at this point, I don't know how you don't know because I've made it clear. Um, we have Kendrick, we have Cole. In my opinion, right after that, it's Big Crit, and yep. I'm a big proprietor of Big Crit. And Crit's been quiet for about a year now. Ever since he got kicked um, off Def Jam. Well, he didn't kicked off his, or his left contract. His contract was done. So yeah. now he's completely independent. Um, and he started bringing up noise when he was featured on uh, Dizzy Wright's latest track. Mm. Which in itself ended up kind of being a slight towards Dizzy as far as XXL is concerned, because when the track came out, they were solely talking about Crit, and he was like, uh, "It's my song, but appreciate the promo." Um, and I was I was laughing listening to it, and then I listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's why they did it." And I mean, he stole the show, um, but he announced on Facebook, "Album is done." Now, what label is going to drop out? He's going to probably be independent, of course. Oh, it's an, it's independent under under the his multi brand. Probably, um, mm-hmm. he's dropping independent. But I'm excited because it's usually around this time that uh, we we get blessed with King remembered in time. Um, so we're gonna see what pops off with that. He actually released they released um, a video of him, Eight Ball, MJG, and I think Yellow Wolf. If it wasn't Yellow Wolf, it was the engineer. Um, and they were playing the collaboration track, and that shit was knocking. Mm, okay. Well. Sh- shit was knocking heavy. Um, and not only has he got the solo album, but Bun B was uh, was on Sway in the Morning a couple weeks ago, and they debuted um, his uh, his first single from his new album. Um, the song's called Know What I'm Saying, and it's deeply Dirty South sound. And he went on and announced that Big Crit is serving as his musical coordinator. So whether that means he's co-executive producing or he is, you know, just one of the the key collaborators that when they go back to find that ultimate sound, that's who he is. Either way, Crit season is upon us and I'm very, very excited for it. Oh, yeah, man. It's kind of crazy that the only song that had Crit, Kendrick and J. Cole is on a DJ Khaled album. Yeah. And Khaled did not deserve that damn record. Cole nah, should have kept he, that shit for himself. He, yeah, nah, he he didn't. Um, that song was so fire. <laughs> that song was so fucking fire, man. Cole had the best. Like, I, I remember listening to it, and that came out in between, like, what, Born Center? Kind of? That came out in between Born Center, um, Good Kid, Mad City, and then uh, Catalactica. Yeah, and it was like, Cali got them right when they were at their peak. And I'm like, man, you didn't deserve that damn, you didn't deserve that track. But, Shit, was it kind of like there or was it uh, his debut? I think it was his debut. Live from the under, it was, yeah, live from the underground. Yeah, it was, it was, it was in the midst of all those. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing the the track list for that, and I was like, "What?" And I heard it, and I was like, "Yeah, this this was too good for this." this yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got those uh, songs on his albums. Like, man, it's too good for your shit, bro. Like that was the one album. It was Kiss the Ring, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one album where I was like. He don't deserve these tracks because he had that one. Then he had the Nas and Scarface then collaboration. The, yeah, and then he had the the um the song with Rick Ross and yeah, Kanye. I, I wish you would. Yeah, I wish you would, man. I was like, oh man, he somehow, some way, he he lucked out. 
He always um, lucks out. You gotta, he always lucks <laughs> out with all these damn. That's why he's still pushing these damn albums. Right. Um, so, so he had that. So, again, shout out to so, Crit. We, we excited. We waiting on that. And when it comes to my boy M, you know, like I said last week, like words coming out that he's about to drop an album sometime around in the fourth quarter, sometime in September, October, or whatever. Well, right. according to, I guess, so one of those New York, not New York, Detroit radio stations, one of the popular, like Mojo in the Morning or some shit like that, he heard a new Eminem song that features Pink. And pretty much he's hmm. he assuming that it's his first single. And they don't know when it's coming, but it's featuring Pink. And Pink also, she it's announced that she's gonna win the she's gonna get the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award at the VMAs. So mm-hmm. you know it's kind of perfect timing between M and Pink and shit like that. She's about to drop an album soon. So I don't know, I'm kind of I'm not skeptical. I know what M's gonna do. Not I don't know what he's gonna do, but I I trust what he's gonna do. So if he has Pink on there. All right, because he's because Pink is one of the only artists, like female artists, pop artists that he actually trusts and he's actually cool with. Like they have a good history of together of being hella cool. And won't back down was a good record. So yeah, and there was that one song called "In the In the Weekend," which was so fucking random. That was on Pink's album, and it was supposed to be the first single. But I remember I heard that track, and I'm like, "Why is M on this record?" <laughs> like it was right. just too, you know. Some I don't know. Sometimes M became the most mainstream rapper out there. But yeah, you know, we'll see how that all transpires. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't know when it's coming. And also, if we're on Cardi B, Busby Petty Watch, Cardi B's number three on the charts now. Yeah, she rising. She rising. But apparently, Kayla Swift is rumored to drop her new album. Not not her album, but her new single really soon. And Desperacito is pretty much not going to leave anytime soon on the top on the top 10. But no, nah, Cardi B just released like the Spanish version of Bodak Yellow. I didn't listen to it because I speak English, but I know <laughs> <laughs> it's going to pop, though, because of Puerto Rican roots. For exactly. Sure. So, yeah, it's going to rise. And Nikki is no fries as, as last time I checked is nowhere in sight. So, uh yeah, no frauds is no good. <laughs> no good. <laughs> Shit. It's number three. Another fucking L for Nikki. <laughs> Speaking of another L, fucking Mystical got charged with rape yet again. Again. Somebody need to watch themselves. Man. <laughs> like, I, Man. Like, I don't know what to say to this. It's like, dude, this is why you went to jail the first time? Yeah. I keep bumping him against the wall. <laughs> That's what he did to her. And yeah, he keeps bumping him against the wall. Like, somebody was in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh well. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's why I was when he signed the cash money. <laughs> <laughs> he's on he's on the cash money? Yeah, remember? No. Remember when he when he got out? The, when he got out back in time? You know how long that cash was? Money. Yeah. Shit. Well speaking yeah. of cash money, your boy Wheezy did some interview and he said that um Carter five is done and he can drop it anytime he wants to. And I was like, what? But you, mm. the whole reason why you were dissing Birdman was because he wasn't going to drop it. Now you're saying you could drop it at any time? He <laughs> don't even know what he's talking He don't even believe that racism exists. So nobody yeah, That nigga leaned out his mind, man. So whatever. Exactly. Really. The original fucking Tariq. Mm, wow, that's taking it too far, man. I don't hate him like that. I don't hate Tariq, but I'm just saying he's leaned out his fucking oh, mind. Oh, leaned so. out the mind. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't really pay attention to this shit. Well, Meek Mill was detained in Bronx for recklessly driving and he got you know he got acquitted for it it wasn't nothing that big yeah they basically just rode him up and took the bike or something like that that was basically it mm. yeah. <laughs> well it's like whatever At least he, he didn't violate his probation so he alright right. stay your he ass probably. out of jail Meek 
And then uh, are you still Gucci? listening? To, oh no, I was about to say, are you still listening to Wins and Losses? Um, nah. But to be fair, I haven't listened to a, I haven't listened to a lot of uh, diverse recently. Like I've basically gone back to just old Kendrick, old Crit. Um, and I've been blasting Goldlink's album for a cool couple weeks now. I've been listening to, for whatever reason, I'm revisiting to Pippa Butterfly ever since everything that's been going on right now with that whole ass nigga. Pippa Butterfly has a whole different layer to it now since mm-hmm. since that whole ass nigga came elected. And I'm looking at that album cover and I'm like, that could yeah. be reality really soon. But, right. you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But, but um, speaking of albums, uh, the boy Gucci. Uh, he announced he's going to drop Mr. Davis on September 15th. Um, they just released the first single, I Get the Bag, which is featuring none other than Migos. And Migos, obviously, is the hottest group out right now. But if you know the history between them and Gucci, you know this goes far back and extends back to when he was still doing federal time. Hmm. Um, and so, again, they, they, so they dropped the single and the video for it. And it's a banger. Not much to be said. You, you're going to be hearing it on radio pretty soon. Probably. It, it's it's going to not. I'm not um, really a Gucci I'm a, fan like that. I mean, me, I went. Remember, I remember when we went to a show, and it was fun to go to, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a big-time Gucci fan. Um, it's goo-wop all day. So I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. And yeah, that pretty much wraps up. That wraps up that on. little part of it. And then a lot of shit happened in sports this week. Fucking. Yeah. Mm. Um. So... T- <laughs> So for the fantasy football players um, and owners, you know that this season is a big, it's a big time of the year, obviously, before the NFL season starts. You know, you're getting your teams ready. Uh, Madden's going to be dropping out on, it dropped out, drops out tonight for those who pre-ordered the GOAT edition. Are you going to get that? Hell no, I ain't getting no fucking Tom Brady on my cover. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, damn. That was, you said that with a lot of anger and just. But are <laughs> you, you going to, like, are you going to, I'm just saying, are you going like, to get mad and period? Oh, did I pre-order? Yeah, I pre-ordered it. I'll get it on Friday. Mm, like, yeah, uh, I, I, like I said, I haven't played Madden in like, yeah, I, I still have the one from last year and I have not opened it. I got it for Christmas. I played, I played last year's for maybe between three and seven times total. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had an excuse then. I was traveling every other damn week, so I didn't have time. Um, this one, they actually took a note from 2K and they got the, uh, the my player mode with a storyline. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So they added that. So I'm definitely going to check that out. They've said they're going to make, they've made some drastic improvements to not only gameplay, but the owner, um, the franchise mode. Oh, whatever. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Same damn game. Man, it's um, not exciting unless you play online. Yeah. Um, but Again, for those who are into fantasy football, this is a big time of the season. And, of course, ESPN decided that for the past two or two or two years now, they just take over like 26 straight hours on ESPN and just do coverage on it. And yeah, that's a fucking franchise itself, man. Yeah, it's 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 in the people don't understand fantasy football. It's a it's a money grab. Yes. Close to the billions, if not in the billions. I can't um, do that shit. But um, they made the mistake. Of showing an auction draft, um, yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, I saw that shit. Mm-mm. Not necessarily the auction draft in itself, because I have participated. This is my like my sixth or seventh year playing fantasy football, and I've had a few where I've done auction drafts. The auction draft wasn't the issue. If you it all was, seen Get Out, yeah, yeah, it was that. It was just it. They had Odell Beckham's 
head on a popsicle stick, and of course they're auctioning him off with a whole bunch which, of white folks. Yeah, it's, it's it, again. The, it wasn't the auction itself; it was the crowd. There were no black people trying to bid on Odell Beckham. It was just white people, and this was literally coming off four days after Charlottesville, and a um, day after what whole ass nigga taking and their and a day and after shit. that. Um, so. ESPN caught flack. Stephen A. Smith even went out and publicly put them in check for that because um, he was like, I can tell you right now, there was no diversity in the meeting room when they were coming up with this idea. He goes, I to assure you, if they had at least one black person in there, it wouldn't have gone down this way. And in the very least, they would have had some diversity in the crowd doing the auctioning. Um, so that... I, I, again, I understand it from the standpoint it's fantasy football, but on the other standpoint, as uh, a, a black and, and Mexican man, um, you can't do that, man. You you gotta ha- you just just stick to the standard drafts, and we'll go from there. Um, and then you had fifty uh, NYPD officers who took a stand for Colin Kaepernick against police brutality over the weekend. Yeah, it was dope. That was real dope of them. It was dope, and then it also showed how sad everybody's mind frames are in the sense of uh they still don't know what the hell he's protesting because there's a select few out of those 50 who have said they've been receiving death threats since then of course so um yeah you yeah stand I, with, but, but white but, folks standing with black folks and whatever reason white folks get crazy because i don't be the only old fucking nigger lover but okay yeah you know but uh, again you know uh, blue lives matter only when it's convenient mm-hmm. um and we i want to give a personal uh, to step away from sports real quick, I want to give a personal shout out to the two slain police officers out in Florida um, who were basically executed in their damn car. Mm. Um, so, uh, again, we we talk about the issues with police brutality and we understand we stand up for that. At the same time, I have family in law enforcement. Um, so that's a touchy subject. You just you, you, there, there's got to be a common ground. The answer isn't going after police. Um you know, for for all those who don't uphold, well, I guess you could say they do uphold the law because the law wasn't made to protect us in the first place. But mm-hmm. for those who abuse their power, you know, you have a, a good portion who are law-abiding law enforcers and they do their jobs the best of their abilities because they want to make a difference for positive. Um, and that's just not the answer. You just don't run up and... You, Killing police ain't gonna solve anything. It's just gonna make matters worse. So Way we send worse. prayers. We send prayers out to to their their spirits and their their condolences to their families. Um, but as you were saying, we we've reached a point where white athletes are now starting to uh, to take stands with with those who are making um, who are making statements. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had Chris Long who uh, who stood with Malcolm Jenkins uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you had Justin Britt who went back um, to the bench area and stood next to uh, Michael Bennett with the Seahawks. And then Saturday night, you had uh, my familiar. You had uh, Derek Carr put his arm around Khalil Mack on the sideline as Marshawn went and chilled at the bench like he usually does. Um, and to me, that's it's important, man. It's very important. You know, yeah. it's, we, it's, it's as, like Chris Long stated, you know, he personally won't kneel or take a, a sit for the anthem just because of what it represents to him. Um, but at the same time, he's also not naive or insensitive to realize that the situation, while it's not his fight, is not something that is fake or or is something that's that's fake or just made up. You know, it's real plight that his teammates and that 
you know, people he, he respects they're going through. And um, he stands for that. And so he made clear that, you know, he's going to take he took a stand and he supports that. And really, that's the only way that we're going to get through with this is everybody coming together um, in unison and just making a statement that, you know, we stand together. Um, so yeah. props to everybody, that, props to everybody that did that. Um, the Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson, uh, he doubled down after his initial comments. What did he um, say so he, last week? He basically said that while he respects those who take political stances um, and, you know, evoke their, their freedom of speech right, um, he hopes that it doesn't take place in his locker room. Ah, so he was at his second place. Pretty much. And then a few days later, he pretty much doubled down and was like, oh, well, we just hope that it doesn't take place and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah. Which... Led to honestly, this the racial discussions have brought out the true MVP in all of this, which is your boy Kevin Shannon Durant. Sharp. Oh, no, nah, Shannon Sharp, not yet. <laughs> Sh- Shannon Sharp, man, he uh, Shannon Sharp's been on his game mm-hmm. for the last year and a half since they since Skip went over to FS1. Oh, yeah. And he's with he's with the shit. He's he sure gonna call is. it how he sees it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks he's he's just this colorful guy that that likes to wear colorful bow ties, and you know, but he knows what the hell he's talking about, and he's gonna hold you accountable. Oh yeah, he will. And when Hugh Jackson uh, brought this up, he just like with Ray Lewis, just like with the uh, with with the the uh, the other coon from FS1, uh, Whitlock. We, Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, we ain't getting him. Not him. Um, but all, all in all, he will address it, and he will put. He will let you know that he ain't feeling it. Um, and so uh, we we must protect Shannon Sharp at all costs. Like that's just that's just where we're at. Protect a, Shannon Sharp. I thought that was a given. That we we gotta protect Shannon Sharp at all. You costs. know who else we also must protect is your boy Kevin Durant. Yeah. So. Um, it's your boy now. He's your boy now. So, again, I've always stated that when it came to Kevin Durant, I never had an issue with Kevin Durant in terms of his personality. I would never go out and say that he was a weak player. Mm. I've always just been on record as saying he made a whole-ass move. I mean, it just it is what it is. Um, I've now reached a point where I, I I just choose not to focus on that with Kevin Durant anymore because it show, he's clearly shown he's down for the culture and he's in tune with everything. And when it comes to that, it's bigger than sports with me. And there's no reason to, to keep bringing it up. So he went out and um, they they brought up Trump to him. And he basically was like, yeah, yeah, I don't fuck with him. <laughs> like, just put it out there in those words. Pretty I don't much. fuck with him. Yeah. Um, and so when they asked him to clarify, he goes, you know, you, you got a man out here who is provoking these types of situations with his words. You know, how do we, how do you support that? And he pretty, how do you stay down for and that? And he said he ain't going to the White House. And he's not going to go, if, if they extend the invitation, he's not going to the White I House. I don't think none confident. of the warriors are going exactly. to the White and House. Exactly, and he's confident that everybody else, which rightfully so, they've already made clear they ain't going to the White House. I think, I think um, at this point, every NFL, NBA, NHL, depending on what, or MLB, don't go to the White House. Because if you show up to the White House, we're going to know where you stand. Pretty much. So. Pretty, pretty much. Um, and Kevin Durant's comments actually led a uh, firestorm on first take the next day. Um, 
so there's this this guy Will Kane. He makes guest appearances, and Will Kane's um, outspokenly Republican. Um, mm, well, he made it clear. He made it clear. Well, who's Will Kane um, play for? Is he like a? He's just a com- commentator. He's a commentator. He's actually a former lawyer too. Oh, um, liar. So he, so he. Uh, when Kevin Durant made these comments, of course, it was a topic on First Take this past Friday. And, um, of course, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. supported it because, you know, they're, they're taking stances. And Will Cain just was like, I don't want, you know, this shouldn't have been a political move. And Stephen A. Smith was like, what's political oh, about yeah, it? Oh, yeah, I question. saw that clip when Stephen yeah. A. Just, back, just kicked back and just looked yeah. at the camera. Yep. Yeah, like he was like he was done. And next thing you know, Will Cain plays the quote-unquote oppressed white man. And just goes on this big ass tirade. Just you don't listen to me. Every time I bring something up, it's always good guy, bad guy, and nobody listens to my plans. And that is very irritating. And Stephen A. Smith and Max are just staring at the camera, like really. Yeah, it was like, like one of those we, moments. It was one like, of those really, moments. We're an hour away from the weekend, and you want to do this, Will? It like, was one seriously. of those moments where you just gotta let a nigga talk. Just let this nigga yeah. hate himself. So then, so then he's going off, and then Stephen A. Smith and Max come back, and they basically say what he was saying was BS. Mm-hmm. And when I say basically, they actually said it. Stephen A. Smith was like, "That's total BS," and Max is just on his uh, quietly was just, "Yeah, it's BS." And they just went back and forth for another five or ten minutes or so. So that was actually pretty. That was good entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that going on. Um, Hoodie Mello has made an appearance. Yeah, I've been seeing that in, a lot. A eye. lot pop up in my timeline. What is this Hoodie Mello, Mello shit? So Hoodie Mello, have you been watching? Have you seen any of his uh, when he posts his workout videos? Uh, I don't follow him on Instagram like that. So. Okay, so when he's when he's in the gym, he's got uh, he's got a cut off hoodie. Okay, uh, without the, without the sleeves, and he wears his hoodie. And in all his videos, you don't see him missing a shot. Everything's going in. And finally, people just wanted to show appreciation for it. So they started up a petition to get Hoodie Mello into NBA 2K. And NBA 2K went along with the joke. And they had Mello's original rating at 82. But then they did a joke where they put Hoodie Mello in. And Hoodie Mello had the highest rating out of all of them at 98. Oh, God. And, and people just rocking with it. You know what I'm saying? J.R. Smith came out and was like, you know, yeah, you know, Mello's my boy. But... If I had to choose, I, I got to choose Hoodie Mello. Well, and, and after a while, you know, I'm just I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yo, what's up with Hoodie JC? You know what I'm saying? I rock hoodies all the time. How come ain't nobody giving me my shine? Where's Where's my praise for that? <laughs> I, I rock hoodies. I rock hoodies when it's fucking 101 degrees yeah, outside. Yeah, that's a fact. He'll come to my house hot as hell, and you have a big-ass hoodie on. I'm like, nigga, you know, aren't you hot? He's like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> where, where's, where, where's the love for Hoodie Cole at? Well, how come I don't get that? Hey, I get. Yeah, I wear hoodies too, man. I you know, like do, I, do I feel some? Do, am I coming across as a hater? Yes, because I feel some type of way about that. I feel like I should be getting <laughs> my praise too, man. Where's my endorsement deal? I guess. You know what I'm saying? Where's my rating in, in 2K? I want a 57 rating in 2K. You want a 57 you know rating? Exactly 57. Yeah. yeah, 57. You know, I ain't a baller like that. I'm short. You know what I'm saying? But 57 is <laughs> better than zero. Why? Why can't I get that? <laughs> Fuck that. I make myself 99. I made myself on Madden when they had to create the player. I put myself on 99. Well, see, but see, it's different when you got to make yourself. When you make yourself, you, you got to put yourself at 99. Hell you yeah. know, for them to just put me in the game, <laughs> I don't care what my rating is, just as long as it ain't zero. But, but why can't Hoodie Cole get something? You know what I'm saying? I'm out here in these streets. <laughs> why don't you make your own 2K, like Holtez told you? Make your own shit. 
Shit, I just might. Shit. I, I just might. I might I might call up LeVar and I might make Big Baller Brand the official endorser of that. We, we I, I'm saying too much. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a plan we're gonna have to keep. And I'm gonna try to initiate that. <laughs> if you're talking um, about Big Baller Brand, can we just like what's going on with your Lakers? Uh, so they came out with news today on some bullshit. Pacers acting like some hoes. Hmm. Talking about they filed a grievance against us um, with the NBA saying that we tampered with Paul George, Magic Johnson exclusively doing it. And I'm like, first of all, how the hell do you tamper with somebody that's under contract? For real. It wasn't like, it wasn't like this was his free agent year and we were talking with him while he was still under contract. He's still under contract and you traded him away to a different team. How are we tampering with him? What the hell are you talking about? Let's try to hate on your Lakers, man. But they, they, they tried it, so now they're investigating. And obviously the Lakers came out and said, we're more than willing to cooperate. We ain't do nothing. We ain't the Patriots. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, it's much to do about nothing to me. But worst case scenario, the NBA can evoke a stipulation where when Paul George does become a free agent, the Lakers won't be an option for him as a result. Well, now, weird. do I think it's going to happen? No, but... I've seen crazier shit take place in sports, so it's just something to keep your eye on. And you never know. Next season, you mom might get Paul George and LeBron, so hey. I, anything's possible, man. You know what I'm saying? We got we got the cash flow to do it. We got management, and we got we got Lonzo hey. and, and Brandon Ingram as as our helm. And um, we'll see how it all plays out. Well, but uh, when it comes to my when it comes to my Niners, I gotta put in this little tidbit. I guess I haven't been watching preseason so far because fuck preseason. I really just yeah. don't care about preseason. But I guess the Niners got scraped by the Broncos, and it's preseason, so I honestly don't care. I mean, it's preseason. I don't care. It is what it is. So um, I guess a story came out that Shanahan—that's his name, Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he came Mike's out. His dad. Yeah, he came out in a statement and said that. Um, Every after the game, a press conference, he said every Niner, every Niner player in the building needs to be pissed off about the loss on Saturday. And in my mind, I just said, "Nigga, it's preseason. Shut up, yep. <laughs> nigga. It's preseason. I don't give a damn about that shit." Oh shit, I'm watching Raw right now. John Cena's on Raw. Ain't that some shit? Hell yeah. Yeah, this live people. That's not surprising. Um, yeah, man. So, hey, I never really. That's I just wanted to say that shit. Fuck Jed York course mm-hmm. but yeah speaking of what, what, what happened to Gordell I saw him in the notes what happened with him well who Roger Goodell oh Goodell I thought yeah. you said Cordell I was like who <laughs> <laughs> um Roger Goodell he's looking to re-up uh he's trying to get a, his contract extended they're like working on a new five-year extension that put would put him as commissioner through 2024 okay um I don't know how I feel about that in all honesty but that's another topic um, what ESPN did do was they put up um, contracts during that tenure from 2005 to 2016. A-Rod is number one. Really? Kobe Bryant is number two. And Roger Goodell is number three. Wow. I feel some type of way about that because Roger Goodell is not thrown or caught a fucking ball in his tenure. So a commissioner making that kind of money to me is absurd. But, again, that's a topic for another day. Hmm. Um, but he's looking to re-up. We'll see how that takes place. Um, the NFLPA is already talking about they trying to do a, a work stoppage and a strike. But we'll see how that goes. No, it's not they, they're going to they, find a deal. They basically screwed themselves because even if they go on strike, the owners already got 
they already worked the contracts out with the TV agreements that if even if they do that, they're still going to get the TV money. And if players ain't playing, they ain't got to distribute the TV money. So the owners can hold out for as long as they want. It's the players who are going to be screwed in the long run. So NFLPA really got it. NFLPA got to take that L off of the the last uh, collective bargaining um, negotiation. And they're going to try to get that shit rectified mm. when the next one comes up. Because it's, it's, it ain't working for them. Pretty much. Um, and then to wrap everything up... Um, Anquan Bolden just announced his retirement a few hours ago. Hey, hey, man. Shout out to him, man. He did what he could with on the Niners. He got his ring with the Ravens. Had a great year with the Cardinals. Shout out to him. Yeah. One, of the greatest, one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, so he's big, big out. Big shouts out to him. We'll see uh, We'll see if if he um, is immediately uh, considered for the Hall of Fame because, you know, they be on their BS, too. We're still waiting on Terrell Owens. See what to say, but that's what happens when you burn your damn bridges. And, you know, to me, it ain't got nothing to do with burning bridges. You got people in the damn Hall of Fame that, you know, well, that's the they, case they Pete, got dirt on they got dirt on themselves. Well, that's the and case they, that Pete Rose needs to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Exactly. So, but that's my thing. Is like, what does that have to do with his numbers? Well, his look, numbers. Well, look on the bright side. Well, look at it this way. You think Chris Benoit needs to be inducted? See, to me, you're putting stories <laughs> that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, like. I, their their reasoning for Terrell Terrell Owens didn't murder anybody. Yeah, true. He their did. reasoning behind it is he broke up teams. Yep. But if you look at it, when he left the teams, they weren't the same at all. Well, and then, his yeah. Yeah. and his numbers, they're it's clear across the board. Like, so if you're gonna play moral police, play moral police across the board. True. There's some people that shouldn't be in that damn Hall of Fame if you want to play that game. True. That. It's just it's a it's a horrible situation to put in like we're putting writers in charge of being the moral police get the fuck out of here i thought it was like other people in charge. yeah it's just a whole bunch of bullshit especially with t.o like he burned all his damn bridges and it is what it is i mean i don't even think he burned all his bridges when you consider the fact that if you ask his teammates the ones that they're saying he you know put put in bad situations you had mcnab that came out and was like yeah he should be in the hall of fame Hmm. And that's that's who they're citing. Like he he had a horrible relationship with McNabb and you know all that. And it's like McNabb has no issue with being in the Hall of Fame. So why? What, what does it matter to you? Put the damn vote in. Yeah. And what else is going? And so if we just go on back off of sports now, go back on TV and shit like that. Well, well, not the TV, but the movies. I went to the movies this weekend. This weekend, mm-hmm. and there was like a, there, there was really a lot of movies I wanted to see, but there was this one that just popped up, and it was called Logan Lucky. And it's with Chatham Tatum, Chatham Tatum, um, who else is in there? Adam Driver, um, Daniel Craig, and um, who else was in there? What's his name from Family Guy? You know who I'm talking about. I see his face. You know, the, the creator of Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, he's in it. And pretty much, in a, in a way, it was, one of the, it was one of the best movies of the year. Like, whenever you get a chance, you should go see this movie. Like, I don't want to spoil much. Well, I've spoiled it if I just describe it. But it's pretty much the hillbilly, southern version of Ocean's Eleven. Hmm. You know, it's like a dude pretty much, like, Channel Taylor plays this guy that's pretty much, like, lost his job. He came out from Iraq. He was working. He lost his job. He's going to go. He's trying to go back to his um, his ex-wife. Who he has a daughter with, and she's about to move away with her with her boyfriend husband. So he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get my boy Adam Driver, my brother, and we're gonna just try to plan to rob the NASCAR. Like we're gonna get the money at the NASCAR race." Interesting. Yeah, really good movie. Saw that shit, 
And um, when it comes to TV shows, I wasn't really watching a lot of shit this weekend because I was just busy doing stuff. But I was watching The Defenders, the Marvel TV show. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of halfway in, and I'm very, very just blah on it right now. Because it combines the Defenders is pretty much like their fucking Iron Fist and Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Luke Cage, Luke Cage and Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones, and they all come together to just like stop evil forces. And the storyline is just it's like it's eight episodes, but eight every episode feels like it's like two hours long, even though it's one hour. And I'm trying to get into it, like I'm trying to like it, I'm trying to get excited about it, and it's just not hitting me. It's like it ain't it ain't just you. I I know a bunch of. Uh... I know, and I say this not in disrespect. Like we, this is how we we address ourselves. And to me, a nerd isn't a bad word. Oh no, um, I have a lot not. of friends that yeah, a lot of friends that are uh, sci-fi nerds, and they're they've been watching it, and they're like, uh, "Where's the excitement?" So it ain't just you. Yeah, I know it's um, not just me. My boy J Five. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I attempted to watch it, but they were like, "Nah." They go, "I'm four episodes in, and it's." You haven't watched anything but Luke Cage. You got to go back and watch yeah, all of them to no, get the No, I don't references. think you, you don't need to watch Iron Fist. The Iron Fist was trash. You got to pretty much. Well, everybody was saying it was trash, but they're like, just to play it safe, watch it all. And I was like, oh, I got to add some shows to my list then. But Jessica Jones, I love Jessica Jones. I love Luke Cage and I love Daredevil. So they're trying to combine all of this. I didn't like Iron Fist. That shit was trash. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to combine them all together. And it just, I'm not, I'm not halfway in. It's only eight episodes. And it's like they're trying to do one big ass mashup, and it just isn't working. I don't know what it, hmm. what it is. It's like they're trying to do it, and it's just I'm not exciting. It's just a slow buildup. The plot is right. just blah. Eh, it's, it is what it is on that shit. But, yeah. And well, well, we forgot to touch on sports. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. SummerSlam was this past Sunday. I, I it was NXT first, but of course it's the Coup de Gras SummerSlam. That was that took place in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center, the building that Hove built. And yep. um, I we watched the show. I'm kind of in the middle of watching the pre-show because I guess there was matches on there that didn't make the main show. And the pre-show was two damn hours. It was two hours. Mm-hmm. And the main show was four hours. So all around, it was WrestleMania. It was like six hours long. Like, what? Right. And from what I'm watching from the main show... Only only match I was really looking forward to was the Fatal Four Way between Brock and Braun and Joe and and fucking what's his name, Roman Reigns. Shit was, yeah, that match was fire. It was definitely fire. I had an issue. So uh, again, I watch wrestling pretty much every pay per view at this point. I don't be paying attention to much. Yeah, well, um, in between, and um, I'm going through the card and I'm like. Why the hell is New Day and the Usos on the pre-show? Mm. Yeah, I, I, was saw, already, so I, I did was not think it was going to be on the pre-show. I thought it was going to be on the main show, but they bumped into the pre-show. So I was already rubbed the wrong way. I was irritated as hell. Because especially after the match ended, the match was easily top three match of the night, if not one of the best, the better ones. Mm. And I'm like, you put it on the damn pre-show. What the hell? And then to make matters worse, I ride with Randy Orton, man. I really do. The damn match was 10 seconds. The match like, shouldn't you, even been on the damn card. Like, you... I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it, I know, it, just, but, it pisses well, me off. We just got to talk about... Honestly, we got to talk about how the Fatal 4... Also, shout out to Natty. She's a uh, Natalia Neidhart, who's mm-hmm. also a fellow Tupac fan. Because she has some cats. She has cats named Two Pauls and Machiavelli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she became the um, SmackDown Women's Champion. She beat Naomi. 
And it was the first time in like a long ass time since like in seven years since she held a championship. And she's one of the most talented women wrestlers in the WWE. And it's a long time coming because she's really, really great in the ring. So mm-hmm. shout out to Natty. And also shout out to Sasha Banks because she became the four time women's champion for the first time. in a four time women's champion on Raw SmackDown champion. So shout out to her. Black excellence. Yep. And when it comes to what's it called? The main event. Main event was just awesome. It was just madness. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. You know, the ending was whatever. Brock Lesnar won, and I do not know why they still have the title on him. And it's just, you know, it's a whole bunch of, like, shit I can really just get into. If Edgar was here, we'd probably talk forever, but he hasn't even been watching the shit. So it's kind of like I'm the lone wolf. It's like, man, the writing is just, God, man. Don't blame the writers. Blame Vince McMahon. I'm blaming everybody. At some point, you got to stand up to the man. You can't. They try to, bro. I, I wish I could tell you all this stuff because I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've watched a lot of interviews with creatives and all this other shit. It's, it's more than just stepping up to Vince. It's all the head people you got. It's politics at the end of the day. Yeah, well, shit. Get That's, it together. Fix well, it. Well, people don't they have to fix shit. People are still watching. People are still paying for the shit. The wheel's just going to keep turning. Word to CM Punk. Yeah, well. It is what it is, and that's hey man. I'm looking at David Otega. Oh, your boy. Side Ot- note. Mm. Side note, real quick. So we go back to what Hugh Jackson was saying. Um, I just got an update. Uh, a group of Browns players huddle and knee during the national anthem during tonight's game against the Giants. Holy shit! Yep. Just a group, not the whole <laughs> fucking team. Uh, a group, but a a big ass group. Considering I'm counting at least seven players in the circle. So you thought you could get rid of the fucking problem, but the problem is just now spreading to all the fucking team members. Mm-hmm. And from the looks of it, it's not, it is not um, ex- exclusive to black players. Yeah. There's at least one white player involved with it. Mm-hmm. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. Mm, we might as well just get into music. It was a really, really dry music. It's been for the past few weeks, it's been really fucking dry. Ever since Hove dropped, everything's been very, very dry. Yeah, I think people are just getting ready for the fourth quarter. I think next month is when we're gonna finally going to start seeing Yeah, because apparently Taylor Swift is supposed to be going to drop her next single. M's supposed right. to drop his single. A lot of shit's supposed to come out pretty soon. Everybody's just finishing out the end of summer. Pretty much. Um, Ray Strummer's on the way back, though. They dropped their uh, their Pegasus single. I was rocking is with it. Is it going to be, uh, what's it called? Shrem Life 3? Yeah. Man, they got to come up with better names, man. I mean, I, whatever. Just keep the hits coming. I don't care. Mm. But, uh, yes, yeah. Like If we could just go down the line. Davies dropped his shit. The Paranoia, a true story. And I was zizzing. And that's a true story. Man, <laughs> that shit I was, was blocked. A let down. A let down. I was rooting sur- for Davies. I wasn't surprised. I mean, that's how I felt about his last shit it was very blah it was forgettable just the vibe of it like there was no balance it, he was just Rapping. monotone the whole, whole time which is album. which is cool which is cool because i mean again you want pure hip-hop in the sense of rappers that rap but you got to sell these projects you can't have a 13 song project and everything sounds the same you it just even, can't there were even 13 songs it was like 12 or 11 if you count the skits yeah so i mean the skits were just, just like it's, yeah. it's just a run on and then it was a it was a promotional feature when they had Nas on there. Nas, all he did was talk in the beginning of the song. So and in the end. Yeah, like it was a situation you didn't even need to put Nas on there. But from a promotional standpoint, it was to get people's attention. Pretty much. Uh, and the whole song, like um, the Chris Brown single, was it called Perfect? 
Yeah, it was just good just because of Chris Brown. Like Chris yeah. Brown should have just held that for his own to put it on his little 40, 40 album shit that I'm not gonna listen to. Right. So whatever. Um, oh, Rose, man. It was like I was like you yawned. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I'm yawning right now, and that's pretty much the best way to describe this album. Yeah, it was just funny seeing all the New York people, like, support him. Like, he's like, oh, he has a number one out. Everyone, all the people in New York, they were just supporting the hell out of him. And it was, it's just intriguing to see that shit. You feel me? And, I mean, yeah. and, it's, and it's, it's just funny because you can tell you can tell he sent them text messages to all his little rapper friends like yo post the shit on Instagram like post this on Instagram say you support it and all this other shit like uh, okay bro okay okay yeah like that's gonna yeah like a rapper's cosign is gonna help you get themselves up the music right. has to talk man I don't give a fuck if Drake Kanye all of them they're, if they're supporting it I'm not gonna go support it let the music speak right mm-hmm. If we keep going down the line, ASAP Ferg dropped his shit, still striving, and that shit was still boring. I couldn't really get into that shit either. I was kind of let down because I love Trap Lord. Trap Lord, bang, his beginning shit, he had the right features, right everything. This shit, I just literally skipped through the whole shit. Like, I tried, like, because before the show, like, I have a long weekend. These albums never, they didn't grab me. Like, if albums don't grab me, I'm going to make an attempt to listen to it. And if I get impressed by it, yeah, I'll talk about it. But this shit, I just, I, eh, it was just boring to me. It It wasn't just you. It was a lot of people. I was, I mean, the first two songs, I really only listened to them because I wanted to hear what Meek and Cameron were saying. Yeah. And they definitely made it worthwhile. And then after that, it was just. Skip. Skip. He was trying Dude, too hard. Every every time I hear Nav get on a record, I just can't help but laugh. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> the only song that I've heard from him where I didn't laugh was the one where he was featured on Travis Scott's last album. It's the only one. Nav is I, I just, uh, he was he, he has a song with the weekend and he's on. Well, I mean, XO well, of course, because he signed to EXO. And but I mean, the thing it is, like we saw his performance at Coachella. I don't know what people see in him. I think it's trash. It's just the music. It's just the quote unquote. It's the vibes, you know. Well, his vibe is trash. Stupid trash. Garbage. His music is low key trash too. His debut. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's you. I'm, I'm not listening to your music for a vibe if you're not saying much. I don't know. He's, he's not saying much. You know, he's probably just. Like, there's a difference between a vibe, like, you know what I'm saying, listening to currency. Currency has a vibe. I think it probably holds on to fucking weekends, X pills or some shit. I don't know. Man, <laughs> and then he just man. realized that he makes music. So he's like, okay, I'll sign you. Something. It's got to be something. Mm. But, um, yeah, all throughout, I was just, eh. But the album that really impressed you, I have not listened to it. And I know Karina, she's been telling me to listen to Mozzie since his last project. I have not listened to that. And I know he's a, one of the dope rappers out here in the Bay, of course. But one up top, what's it called? One up, one up top, uh, one up top. Ock. He dropped his, I guess, sophomore album. Oh yeah, shout out to Chang. He developed. The, apparently, this is his debut. Yeah, shout out to Chang. Debut album. Um, apparently, this is his debut because everything he was releasing beforehand was just like the mixtape, quote unquote mixtape. But it was uh, like, uh, whatever. Street album stuff, whatever. This mm-hmm. is like this is apparently the debut. Okay. This is the first time I've listened to Mozzie. Really? So I want to I want to make clear right now, like when I was when people were telling me about Mozzie, they were bringing up mob music, which you know that's 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 a part of our Bay Area sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So on one hand, it's like okay, but at the same time, it's like you, I also have evolved too, just as a listener, and I'm like, eh, okay. But again, this weekend it just happened to be the right weekend. Um, we're not 
much music was coming out, and these were pretty much the three headliners as far as hip-hop was concerned. So I was like, all right, well, let's check it out. Um, and from the first track, I was like, okay, all right, I, I, I can vibe with this. Like, you know, it was mob music, uh, bass heavy. I had the beats on, so it was perfect listening to. Um, the first track, well, they had the intro track, but the first actual song was Mandated, which features, uh, everybody knows them out here, June on the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you say, I, you do was another mob hit, but then it, it took a turn for me. Really? And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, because then he gets into Take It Up With God, and it's basically an ode to all his his slain friends, but he's talking it from the standpoint where he gets really personal, where it's not just talking about his friends. He's talking about it from the standpoint of, you know, I'm talking with your mom and she's not doing too good, but she's on the phone telling me stories I never knew about you. Mm. Like, he gets real personal with this. And I, it, I, it just it caught me off guard. And I was like, whoa, let me let me hear. I want to listen to some more. Is he signing the Empire? Yeah. And um, which then gets into Sleepwalking, which apparently was the first single. Um, I went in. I, I didn't know he really. Again, I didn't know much. I didn't know anything about Mozzie outside of the fact that he was just getting plugged from publications. Um, I'm listening to Sleepwalking. I'm like, yo, you sure he signed the Empire or he don't got Interscope backing him? Because this is some this is some major label shit that he's he's promoting right now. Mm. And uh, and he's got major artists. You know, he um, featured. He's got Boozy. He's got J Rock. Dirk and Dave East. Um, he had a track with the Jacket. Rest in peace. Man, everyone um, has a track with the Jacket. Even when he's dead, that Bruce still has vocals out. Man, <laughs> they, they they come in. Man, it's it's a it's it's such a, a bittersweet blessing when yeah. you do hear it because it's like, man, he's not here to perform it, but it's like his that's his legacy. There's not going to be another Jack from from the Bay for real. Um, and then why YFN Lucci was on there. So I mean, he's got names on here. Mm, And like I said, just I was I was going into it expecting to hear a drop off at some point, and it just I was kept going. I was surprised it was a good flow all throughout. It was just it was a good flow. Um, J Rock, J Rock probably dropped another. Probably what's going to be heralded if enough people hear it is probably going to be heralded as one of the dopest features of the year. How does J Rock always drop dope ass features on album, I, I, underrated I, I, albums? I don't know, but that's I dropped- don't know, but that's just his that's just his thing now at this point. It's it's so funny when you can when you consider that when Top Dog started, he was the franchise player and Kendrick was the playing little, the supporting with role little, with little boy with little bruh right like it's 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 uh it's just it's funny to see how it all played yeah, out yeah because he had one of the dope verses on two, documentary two and a half and other guest features and it's like wow and of course we all know we all know the feature on good kid mad city oh, of course yeah so uh but yeah he, he came in he held his own um again the the songs there's five songs that really i took away from this which was again take it up with god sleepwalking uh mama we made it which has j-rock on it Afraid was very, very, man. Personal? Afraid, yeah. Afraid was, that was that shit. Mm. And then um, prayed for this, where he's basically saying, all my life I've prayed for this moment, but I had to anticipate all the bullshit that came with it. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, 
it's not the typical mob music that you would think. Like it's okay. very this is because, very personal. Because when I when I was going through the process of listening to the albums, I started at Davies first and then worked my way down. You know, then I went to yeah. and then at that point I was just so just fatigued of hearing the same shit over and over. And I already know how I am with Bay music. It's always when it comes out here to Bay Area, people, if you listen to this in other cities and other parts of the world, Bay Area has like the same has a uh, has a similar sound. A really it's hit or miss. Hit really. or miss. There's no me. in between. There's no in between. You either gonna like it or you're gonna just be annoyed by it. And I'm right. low key always kind of annoyed because I don't hear no growth in certain Bay artists. Right. And shit I like mean, that. we got we we publicly and we uh, we obviously have supported our acts like Mr. Fab and Forty and you know and the Kalani and you know what I'm saying and HBK and all those guys. Them, yeah. yeah. Just, but for all of those, you got about ten per who are just. It's just sounds and noises. Yes. That's all it is. And, of course, Anonymous and Karina, of course. That's just right. my shameless plug. Um, so, but again, to hear Mozzie, I mean, you're, you're going to get straight gutter hood production. Um, this shit's definitely made for the for the cars, for sure. Like, you can turn your shit all the way up. You're going to hear it. Mm. Um, and you're not going to get... Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is you're not going to get somebody that is too concerned with switching his flow and switching, like, becoming different characters on tracks. Yeah. And usually that's, in many cases, that's usually a flaw I'm willing to point out. Mm. When it comes to Mozzie, it's actually not something I even care about because while he doesn't switch his flow up and he's not very... He doesn't have a, a character in the sense of switching characters to match songs to go with it. There's just something about the words that come from his voice it's just purely authentic. You know he's not making this shit up. This yeah. isn't an act. It's not an act for him. It's genuine. Mm. And for me, when you have something like that, I will, I will always overlook any negative because to me, this is your this is your life. Exactly. Your, you have my attention for these forty five to sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. You have you captivated me. You know what I'm saying? You're not just out here just talking. And again, it, going into it, I thought it was just. You know the typical Bay gutter shit. Cause like I told you, Karina. I remember when she was on the show. She told me she really wanted me to. She really wanted me to listen to his last mixtape. Right. She said his like it really is good. You need to listen to it. Yeah. So. And and so again, when he started getting real personal, that's obviously my ears were perked up for the production. When he started getting personal, that's when I started paying attention to the lyrics and all throughout. Even on the most hood tracks, he's saying something that it's like, wow. Okay. Didn't, ex- didn't expect that. I guess the... Um, so, Mozzie, one up top, one up top, Ock. Check it out. Get it. All right. Don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. I, I, check I, check I, this album out, for when sure. When I go to the gym, I'm going to listen to this shit. Oh, yeah, one other... Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll do some work in the gym, for sure. It, he's got those tracks to get you going. Uh, one, other, sure. one other thing I forgot to mention. I know Mr. Fab's really just pushing, filling myself for Son of a Pimp Part 2. But y'all need to listen to Son of a Pimp Part 2 because there's yeah. more tracks on their album on that album that's really underrated. And I really wish he really had the support to do the to push the album the right way. But, you know, Fab's ain't not tripping about it. It is what right. it is. But and, I really love that damn to, album. And to stay on the barrier, Bay Area, uh, we want to give a uh, shout-out and prayers up um, it's been reported this morning that uh, Keek the Sneak was um, was shot at a yeah. gas station out in Richmond. Um, 
you got more information on that. I, I've been looking for information, but I, all I've been seeing well, is what people I've, that don't know much of nothing. What I saw from what Mr. Fab said, he pretty much said that, yeah, he is shot. He is in critical condition. He's good. You know, just got to send his prayers out. But it's like the second time this year he's been shot. So, yeah. you know, I, prayers, prayers for Keek, man. I, that was one of right. my... One of my first few interviews I've ever done when when I got in this little industry of, of out here was with an was my interview with Keek. One of really insightful somewhere on YouTube. I probably look it up. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, shout out to Keek, Bay Area legend. Yeah, definitely, um, prayers up. That's, that's prayers up for that, man. It, it, cats got to stop the bullshit, man. For real, like it's just this. To catch somebody at a gas station, like for real, like he must, yeah, something he man, we don't know what's been going, we don't even know what's been going on, man. Just yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, we didn't talk about power. Should we even talk about power? Everybody knows what happened. Yeah, we talked about it last week. She died. Fuck it, fuck it. Um, don't go too in depth because we already we already talked it. about it last week. We already talked about it. So just a quick summer. Of course, Raina dies. The end. Um, the end. Pretty much. Tasha. Uh, Tasha, I do not like Tasha anymore. I didn't watch I the episode. The I didn't watch I the episode. I was already on yet. the fence. Do you want to know? Uh, not yet. Because she's going to say something that's going to completely piss you off. I just want. I just want to is warn it, you. Is it Tyreek level piss pistosity? It's worse. Might as well tell me You're, now. So, of course, she's messing with the lawyer, right? Yeah. And so she brings Keisha over. Uh-huh. And they're having a discussion and she's like, yeah, you know, we just we going to do our own thing. And she's like, I know you're not talking about reuniting with ghosts. She goes, ghosts? Nah, fuck him. I'm doing my own thing. She goes, and I'm about to. Uh, basically, what she was saying was I'm about to divorce him and then I'm about to get the money I'm owed. Bitch. And we going and we going to do this and we going to finally go legit. I heard that Bitch. shit and I was like the same shit he tried to hit you with in season one what? and you wouldn't even hear of it. No, nah, I don't fuck with Tasha, man. I don't fuck with her. Man, at this point, Tasha needs to die. All like, these all these women talking about, well, Ghost cheated this, this, and that. And I was like, Tasha well, when you the- don't have many options to, to if when you want to do something legit and your wife has no support for it, don't even watch your fucking kids. Um, and then catches bodies with everybody who's close to you. Nah, man. Nah. Am I really that surprised that she did that? Not really. It didn't really piss me off. It's not surprising. <laughs> it's right. not surprising that she went and did that shit. So whatever, fuck Tasha. It's, it's yeah, what it so is. she does that. Um, Tommy has probably one of the funniest episodes out mm. of all of them. Uh. The shit's just funny. He's so high off his ass off of coke, where he just does some shit that's just—it's so fucking funny, and it just shows how strong his and Ghost's brotherhood actually is. Because only your brother could get away with doing some shit like that. And you just shake your head and go along with the plan. Pretty like, much. It, you'll, you'll have to see what I'm talking about. This shit's so funny. Mm. Um, of course, Raina dies. She, on one hand, she was so damn naive because she was she was away from, she wasn't raised in the streets. So you just don't go up to somebody talking about my dad's going to kill you and expect not to get popped. But at the same time, she went out like a G. Whereas Tariq literally just watched it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I uh, saw that clip. Yeah, that was the clip I saw. There's that. And then, again, I'm I'm seeing all over Twitter people saying Dre needs to die. Why does he need and, to die? And, again, I need to tell all of you, you're not appreciating what we're seeing right now. We're, we're literally seeing how Ghost and Tommy came up through Dre. Well, all the moves Dre is making, I'm... 
I'm willing to bet were the same moves that Ghost was making when he had the option to either kill Kanan or put him in jail and take over. We are literally seeing the rise of this series through Dre. I don't understand why you can't appreciate that. Niggas are idiots, bro. You should know that already. I mean, see, you got you got that going on, and then to honestly, if it wasn't for Reyna dying, this would really have been a funny fucking episode because they literally turned Kanan into fucking Luke Cage. Yeah, you told. I've been seeing that a lot on social media. I was saying like, um, Kanan just became super nigga and just did a whole bunch of shit. And killed literally, him. literally, it's. It, it's so funny just watching like last week we were talking about how they may have um you know they may have caused fans to not want to pay attention honestly this last episode and knowing what we know going into the season finale next week i think we may have spoken a little too early Hmm. i think they're setting honestly we just got to see how it plays out for next week if it plays out how Obviously, we know the main plot, but little certain things, if it plays out the way it's going from this last episode, they're perfectly set up for season five. Hmm. Hopefully, it's the last season. Yeah, but um, it was a funny episode overall, except when it gets to the end. (laughs) Except when it gets to the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I guess, I I guess we could just wrap it up here. We'll wrap it up, Dan. Wrap it up, Dan, man. (laughs) And the words I, shit, we missed it. I forgot to even bring it up. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah. Um, still don't care what people have to say. They tried to catch him last week in training camp to explain where he was coming from, and he was like, they brought up, you know, obviously the elephant in the room, and he was like, yeah, I think a couple mouses, they came in. And I love the fact he said mouses and not mice. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I think a couple mouses came in. Hello, and, Oakland. And they scared that motherfucker out the room, so ain't nothing to talk about. And then they they brought it up again. So for those who I didn't clarify, um, this is, of course, to him sitting down in week one of the preseason. Um, and then they brought it up another question, trying to get another response. And his response to that was to bring up a play that they run where he's having trouble with it. But he ends it with, but, you know, I'm a veteran. I'll get it eventually. And he just ended. That's pretty much how it ended. <laughs> I love Marshawn Lynch, dog. Like, I, I just, that's, I love, I, I watched Marshawn Lynch since he was at Cal. That's, you talk about a man that's, that's, that's for our culture, man. He does not care what you think. And not only does he not care what you think, he's going to do what he do. And then he's going to go back to the hood and give back to the community. Exactly. That's all he's done. Hey, that's all nigga, he's done. Man. You're a real nigga. All the like real niggas come. From, all the real niggas come from the Bay, man. What can I hey, say? What can we hey, say? It is what it is, man. Yeah, it is what it is. You're in the land of the snakes, so keep it real out there, bro. Oh, shit. Funneling. Mm, on that note, this is episode fifty-four, man. Damn, fifty-four oh. of these bitches, man. We we're going. We're going strong, man. We're going hard and strong. Pause. Hard in the motherfucking paint, Nick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, we will catch y'all later. Yes, sir. Fuck Fuck Jed Trump. And fuck Jed York. Peace.